The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. We're talking to Bears and Vikings. Cannot wait. Don't forget, you get uh, the pregame show starting at 8 a.m. with Black and Abdallah right here on ESPN 1000. Then I'll get the network pregame show started at uh, 10 a.m. I'll be inside Gate O with Dion Miller and Lance Briggs. And uh, we have Tom Thayer and Jeff Joniak and Jason McKee and Courtney Cronin. And you'll hear from Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. Um, We just have everything going for you to start your football Sunday. You won't want to miss anything. And then the great game call with Joniak and Thayer. And at halftime, uh, you will be able to make your phone calls to voice your opinions. You don't have to wait till the post-game show with Peggy and with Yurko. You can voice your opinion at halftime. No other place in the NFL gives you that opportunity except here on your home for the Bears and the Bears Radio Network ESPN 1000. Um, Tom Thayer does great work. He is a Super Bowl champion, and you hear him throughout the week on ESPN 1000, and he joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Tom, you'll never, you'll, you'll never guess, but uh, we talked to, to Joniak yesterday, and he, he left his glasses at home, and he yes, was he complaining did. about it uh, yesterday. Why was he complaining about leaving something when it's his fault where, you know, and that he did leave them? He's twisted up a little bit, Tom, especially during the football season. You know that better than us. It's not only football season, T. Waddle. He forgets stuff 12 months a year. You know, <laughs> it's not. It would be nice if we could just blame it on how busy he is during the football season. But, you know, that ship has came and went. He'd, I remember last year during the spring he was talking about walking on the path uh you know i went for a seven mile walk with my girlfriend that but he he had a hole in his pocket and his keys <laughs> fell out <laughs> so listen man this is not exclusive to football season i was i was gonna ask you tom he told us i asked him do you think you're a good neighbor and he said that he thinks he's a good neighbor do you think he's a good neighbor in his neighborhood or is he a guy that just you know sits in his house and is grumpy all day Oh, yeah, of course he does. But, you know, he he rents this like 500 square foot house in Wheaton that his yard is nothing. And his his back door neighbor is a medical building. His front his front yard neighbor is a street. His side one and each of his side neighbors are parking lots. So that dude has no neighbors. And, you know. So don't, you know, don't let him paint some, you know, out in the country picture that he's in some palatial estate. Listen, I would love to be, you know, I, that's, that's all I would need to live in, but uh, that's where he lives. And so he's, I, he's not necessarily, you know, you know, Mr. Neighbor. I just got sad. I don't know about you, Sylvie, but I just got just kind of sad. I'm sorry. I asked the question. <laughs> no, it came no. up, it, Tom, it came up this way. Um, we were talking about former Bears coaches. Which former Bears coach or general manager? I'm not talking about performance here. I'm talking about a guy. Which former Bear 
coach or general manager would have made the best neighbor, in your opinion? Oh, Dick Duran. And the guy's the friendliest, nicest man, human being that you could possibly come across. Um, I'm sure if you needed your driveway shoveled, shoveled, if you were on vacation or your mail collected, he would be the most trustworthy guy that you could, you know, come across. You know, and I like Mark Hatley a lot. Yeah, you know, he was he's great. unfortunately passed away. Um, but yeah, I, I like Hatley a lot. He was a good guy that you could talk real you could talk real football to and he wouldn't sugarcoat things or try to fill your head full of full of dreams tom when i was on the bears beat dick duran the only person i've ever experienced this in any walk of life i used to send thank you notes to people who helped me when i was on the beat so i used to write a thank you note to dick duran and some of the coaches like uh, greg blosh and everyone like that for helping me all your Dick Duran was the only person who would ever respond to a thank you note with his own thank you note. He would thank you. Yeah. He'd send a thank you with a thank you note. You know, he, he's that type of guy, though, man. I mean, Dick Duran is just – he's a superhuman being. And, um, you know, sometimes when you broadcast for a team and I, I there's a couple things on his coaching staff that I really didn't believe in. Um, and, but, uh, you know, I, I – I still liked him as a human being. He's as quality as a person. He's the type of guy that would be a great father-in-law or, like you said, a, a great next-door neighbor. Uh, okay, segueing to this game uh, on the lakefront on Sunday, Tom. Look, I, I know there's no sure things in the National Football League. I know this team has won once in the last five games this season and once in the last 15 games overall. But I look at the circumstances of this game. I see that their secondary is getting healthier. I see that the Vikings are coming to town to play in your building without their best player. Like This is a game I expect this Bears team to win, despite being a three-point underdog. How do you see this? You know, I, I, I see it the same way. However, I think, okay, let's go back to the Washington game. Because the Washington game, as we were talking, you said, okay, you better be able to protect against their four first-round defensive linemen up front. Because if you can't protect or you can't move them out of the way to open up the running lanes, you're going to have a difficult time there. So now I look, I think there's a different monster coming to town. When you look at uh, their defensive coordinator and how much he likes to blitz, um, you know, last week from the first play of the game when they ran a long pass to Darnell Mooney, the offensive line showed that they could pass protect against that defensive line and provide significant amount of unhassled time to Justin Fields. So now when you think of Flores, who likes to blitz 61% of the time, you better be more realistic about your route lengths because I don't think you're going to have the luxury T. Waddle of running 40-yard routes or 30-yard routes. I think that they're going to test Deontay Foreman if he can uh, if he can block oncoming blitzers. Do they or do they – has the offensive line gelled enough in terms of assignment-wise, understanding where their protection responsibilities line up? And then can they keep Justin Fields unhassled so he has the opportunity to sit back there and make those types of you know precise throws to DJ Moore and Robert Tunyon and Cole Komet and hopefully more to Darnell Mooney and such? But um, – I just my my concern there is um, when you play it in Chicago and then you can hear the rhythm of the snap count by Justin Fields and you're talking about a team that likes to blitz a lot. 
they kind of fall in tune with the rhythm of the cadence, and then you see blitzers coming from first, second, and sometimes third levels. So I, it's kind of a wait-and-see scenario like in Washington. Okay, can the Bears' offensive line hold up protection against these four quality rushers? And they did, and they outperformed the defensive line all night. Now can they stand up against multiple responsibilities that's going to take everybody from tight end to running backs to have their hand in the protection to keep Justin's sight line open and keep him looking to eject the pocket as quickly as he might have to? Let's talk best case scenario. Let's say Lucas Patrick is cleared from the final hurdle and is available to play center. Let's say Cody Eber, uh, that uh, Cody Eber, Cody Whitehair, Cody Whitehair is ready to go as well, and and Tevin Jenkins can play a full game. How are you lining those three up in the two positions? Hey, this offensive line when they started throughout OTAs and training camp, it was Cody at center, Tevin, Nate Davis, Darnell and um, Braxton Jones. But to me, it's good. The offensive line is going to stay Cody at center, Tevin and Nate Davis at, at the guards, and then Larry Borum and uh, Darnell Wright at the tackle position. Gotcha. And um, then, you know, you have uh, Jatari Carter who can spell either guard if, if he would have to. And then if Lucas Patrick is going to, you know, dress on game day, because he might not because you have Dan Feeney. And Dan Feeney is more of a three interior position player, a lot like Lucas is. So they're going to have to have some game day activation decisions to make on the offensive line because they'll probably have to have Collins active as well to be a swing tackle. Okay, Tom, you talked about the pressure that Brian Flores will bring. So how do you attack it? Is it draws, quarterback draws? Is it screen plays? How do you use their, their, their aggression against them? Um, you know, if I have a point of attack, I'm going to run at Dean Lowry or Jonathan Bullard. If I'm going to run outside edge type of plays, I'm going to run a, run outside at their two pass, you know, pass rushers, Danielle, Danielle Hunter um, and Davenport. But I'm going to run some quick inside traps, too, to see if maybe if can I open, you know, open up a hole quickly inside so it doesn't have a long sustained block. But, you know, Nate Davis, I think it could be a good trapper. I I think uh, Darnell Wright showed last week that he can pull on lateral screens or he can pull and lead a sweep up in the opposite direction. I'm going to have a lot of versatility within my running game, so I'm as unpredictable as the blitzes are. And you know that, T. Waddle, you you beat a couple of blitzes early in the game, and they're going to be a little – more reluctant to to try to catch you off balance and then if some way shape or form you have the right quarterback run called whether it's a quarterback draw a quarterback interior trap play a quarterback sweep and you catch one of the, those blitzes that they're blitzing from the opposite side or on the inside and you're already the outside edge and it turns into a big play again that may keep uh, Brian Flores thinking as as much as you know, you're trying to attack a blitz. Do you believe the Bears have turned the corner, or do you need to see a lot more? Um, I, I, I do. I obviously, I do have to see a little bit more. Um, you know, I still think Minnesota is a good, unpredictable defense. I think you have a guy like Harrison Smith who can come and really pull your chain a lot, play up near the line of scrimmage. He can blitz late. He can blitz from wherever he thinks a vulnerability is. But 
um, from what I've seen out of Justin the last couple of weeks, thrown into small window of opportunities. DJ Moore is insane. His mm-hmm. concentration to you know catch the ball with distractions in front of his sight. Um, you know, get Robert Tunyon more involved at the tight end position so they can't just bank on Cole Komet being the only tight end to catch the ball. So I think they have a wider variety of guys that are having access to the football. But when you are you don't have Khalil Herbert and you don't have Roshan Johnson, now you're bringing in a Deontay Foreman who is a legitimate NFL running back. I'm not worried about playing him, but he hasn't played a snap yet this year. And he's probably going to have to carry the load because you have Travis Homer who's out also. And um, I like what Kari Blassingame can do as a blocker. And if he's got to carry the ball five to eight times in, in the game, he can do that. But um, I think the Bears have to come home and reward their home crowd with a four-quarter four performance because of the bait-and-switch that happened in the Denver game. They're always going to be sitting on their edge of the seats saying, uh-oh, you know, here it comes. And so the, the Bears have to be a four-quarter team at home. How about defensively, Tom? Um, they're going to get a lot of their secondary guys back, and I think a lot of us feel pretty strongly that that crew could be really solid as time goes on. Um, I really liked the pressure approach that Eberflus used against the commanders. Do you believe that he will use the same pressure approach, or will he go back to being more conservative because he's got better health in the secondary? Well, you know, T. Waddle, because you don't have Justin Jefferson, and uh, uh, Kirk Cousins is kind of a similar athlete to Sam Howell, the quarterback in Washington. I think that you can bring multiple-level blitzers, whether it's Stroman or the linebackers, or, you know, you can have a variety of rush-type lineups with the defensive line that you can use. So I still think, and I would, I would uh, put the onus on the athleticism of Kirk Cousins because he's got a he's got a really good arm. He's a super experienced quarterback in the NFL. He's made plays up and down the field at all stadiums. But, you know, if – can you get to him and, and getting get him off and you know an awkward throwing foundation? Can you get to him to uh, maybe throw it a little bit earlier than he wants to, and one of these defensive backs can jump in front of it and grab a couple interceptions? So um, I like the versatility that uh, Tremaine Edmonds and T.J. Edwards and Jack Sanborn give him from the second level. I like the fact that. Ngakwe and Demarcus Walker have made a couple plays in the last couple weeks. Rasheen Green had a nice hustle sack last week. So if I was Matt Eberflus and the crowd was loud and the offensive line was a little dysfunctional because I would I would attack in the, in the right opportunities, the right field positions that I could. Yep. You're going to be scouting uh, Caleb Williams at all on, uh, on, on Saturday? Um, you know, the Notre, our USC hasn't won for quite a while at Notre Dame. So I, Notre Dame needs a bounce back game after what happened in Louisville. Um, is scouting him? No, I, you know, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent sold on him. Mm. I need to see more out of USC than, uh, just, uh, just how he plays, but he is fighting for another Heisman trophy, which since it's only happened once, um, I don't know, if, is he considered the front runner right now? Or is there somebody else that's sneaking up the charts? Do you like so you do you like the Irish? I do. 
I, I do. I, I think um, I like them at home. I think it's going to be a super supportive crowd. I don't know if it's actually going to be uh, USC weather when they come there tomorrow <laughs> and if it's raining, uh, what, it's seven miles away from the lake at Notre Dame or maybe less. So it could be some lakefront uh, in climate conditions. It's like asking somebody, hey, do you like water when you're thirsty? No, I mean, you're no, asking he, Fair if he he's likes He's a realist, though. He's been a realist. And, and look, they've... They, they've had a tough couple weeks here. Hey, Tom, on the college front, what do you make of, and full disclosure, Sylvia and I are both big fans of what what's Deion Sanders is doing with, with Colorado and, and the, the bump that he's given to college football. How do you perceive what he has done in Colorado in a short period of time? I, I love the way he talks at the podium. Yeah. You know, they ask him about, okay, you got this five-star athlete that came to Colorado with you. Why isn't he seeing the field? Well, he doesn't show up on time. He doesn't practice hard. He's missed practices. He tells the truth. And I think that's what sometimes kids need to hear at the podium, the reason why they're not playing rather than trying to sugarcoat it in front of the media. Yep. Um, Deion Sanders, he respects the reporters when they talk to him pregame or halftime or postgame. And it's a message that I, I think he delivers to the kids as well. And so he's not hiding anything. And so I, I really appreciate what Dion is doing at, at the microphone because when I see some of these sourpuss coaches up at the podium, whether it's Belichick or uh, Saban or the basketball coach in San Antonio, it kind of aggravates me that – they don't give the same respect to their question-asking audience that that they should. Tom, great stuff. We will see you at uh, Soldier Field on Sunday. Bring your raincoat, Sylvie. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Waddle talking to Wayne Larrabee uh, back thank in Thank you, day. Tom. See you, guy. Thanks. There he is, He's Tom Thayer. Yeah, he is. It's awesome I, you know, stuff. look, I, I'm – I respect his, you know, he's, I, I, my interpretation of what he said is being cautiously optimistic. And I totally understand what he is saying. And I'm not suggesting to you that this Bears team, because they won one game, is now a, a threat in the NFC. I'm just telling you, looking at them and the direction they're supposed to be heading and getting healthier and the team that's coming to town with the same record as you, missing a key component, this is a game, if you are, in the, the significant improvement mode, this is a game you win. Am yes. I right or am I wrong? You are absolutely right. You, you if, have to win this game. If they don't win you, this game, you, you, right. I'm going to be, you know, this will be a disappointing game for me. Yes, you will. You, again, it, it will be, again, another, it will, and, and what will go wrong? Like if the offense doesn't produce, um, there will be lots of questions. It will go back to, you know, uh, a lot of questions about Justin. And, and again, it will be what? Of 14 losses in 15 games? Right. You know, it will be an extended losing streak in the division. It will be extended losing streak at home. You have to be, the, the, again, like we said, the Vikings are coming in with injuries. The Bears are getting healthier. I know they're banged up in the backfield, but they're still good enough in the backfield to win. The guy that is going to be taking the majority of the carries ran for over 900 yards last year for the team. In a half a season. Right. He played in all 17 games, but he definitely wasn't getting the majority of the carries because Christian McCaffrey was their lead back. And I I still don't think, don't get me wrong, I still don't think like the Bears have arrived on any. Nor do I. I. 
I believe that maybe the Bears are on the brink of getting closer to being the team that I thought they would be at the beginning of the year, and that's a seven or eight win team. Exactly. That's you know, my like point. like maybe maybe they're late they're late arriving to being that team, and instead of winning seven or eight, maybe it will be six. Maybe it will be five or six. And 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 like you are you are gifted the timing of the Vikings game, and next week it's the Raiders, correct? Yes. At both at home. Yes. So now with some good mojo coming. You got to be able to use that mojo to beat two teams that you should be able to beat on your home field. And I'm just looking at this from a week to week standpoint as well. This week, a team comes to town that isn't whole. Okay. They are not a team that focuses on running the football. The weather may dictate that a team that is more inclined to run it versus throw it 40 times may have an advantage. You know, so like, look, if if this offensive line is starting to gel, if your secondary is getting healthier, if your quarterback's developing, if all of this stuff is supposed to be real, then this is a game you should go out and win. I'm not saying you're going to win it 50 to 2. No. Just saying. Just win by a point. Yes. So, uh, like, again, I'm not trying to sell you that this team is going to sneak into the postseason. I'm not trying to sell you on anything other than this week. This individual game, and as we've talked, every week is like a season in the NFL. Yes. Think about how you felt about this team after the Kansas City game. Or Think about how much, game. how much better you feel about this team now. Right. Well, now, and, and West Coast Bias asks on, on Twitch, says, what if the defense gives up 400 yards and 30 points? That will be a big problem for Matt Eberflus, the head coach who calls the defense. No question. Without Jefferson in this game and without yes. a Vikings team who can't run the football. Yes. They we... don't run the football. If you give up 30 points and 400 yards to this crew without Justin Jefferson, yes, you're in big trouble. Yes. We're going to be back to talking about the coach being on the hot seat, although he's never left the griddle. And we're going to be talking about negative things as opposed to progress being made. So, like, again, this is not the Super Bowl. This is not the winner doesn't go to the Super Bowl. But if you're a team that is looking to build along the way, this is one of those steps that your team takes that kind of reassures you that you're on the right path. This is a game you should win. I don't care what the people in Vegas say. I don't disrespect the Vikings. I think the Vikings get some really good players. But when you factor in everything, this is a game that I personally believe that the Bears should win. And if they don't, then it will be one step forward and two step backs, as we've seen quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. you score 27, hold them to 24 or 23, yes. win 27-24. And let's, yeah. let's talk about it on Monday yeah. and, and once again feel good about things. Yeah, and continue to build with this offense and see Justin grow. That, that will be a very happy Monday for me. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What do you think? Waddle's world coming up. There's something I really want to talk about too in pop culture. I don't know if it, 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 it are you do you have um Will Smith and Jada Pinkett I, Smith on I, your I on don't your, have them on my radar. They don't? You're no. not they're not on your radar? Have they're you read right about now. them? I don't know. I have no idea. No, you don't know what's going on with that? I, I, I think that they haven't they said they've pretended that they've been a, a married couple for seven years, something like yes, that? Yes, yeah, it's crazy. Like, And in the wake of the Chris Rock stuff, it makes it, makes it crazy. Yeah, why were I've you? I've been reading stuff about it. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm not so sure what all that is all about. You know, I stay out of the Star magazine. I'm not, not in it. Well, it just me. I wouldn't normally care except after the slap. Now, 
Now yeah, it makes things more in. interesting. They yeah. brought you back in. Okay. Chris Rock supposedly asked her out like a few years back, too. Oh, boy. Which made it even juicier. Well, maybe we'll start Waddle's World with your you know, recap of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I can Smith give you the film. Cliff Notes version Perfect. if you want. Yeah. That's fabulous. Yeah. yeah, at least the way I, I've interpreted it. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, 312-332-3776. Waddle's World coming up at 4. Doug Kazarian with Plays of the Weekend. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. It's a Friday. Let's get weird. Uh, Waddles World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Before you get into the Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith conversation, let's also stay in pop culture. Uh, A, how do you feel that uh, the broadcast handled the Taylor Swift presence at the football game last night and also have you seen that there are people now confirming that they are actually dating and this is not just some sort of publicity not just a PR stunt yeah big cat make uh, you feel better about it or you know big cat needs proof um so I watched the first half at Hallis we we had an event last night that was awesome at Hallis where we got uh, with partners and we got to bring our kids and they got we to got run around partners. the Walter. What's that? We got with partners. Uh, partners of the radio station, oh, Waddle. You were you were there you for. I was, and I got hurt. I pulled a side muscle trying to run around. Side muscle. What do you mean a side yeah, muscle? Like my oblique. Like I kind of tugged my oblique. You tugged it. Yeah, I tugged it. No tugging in public. No, that's a good point. Shouldn't do that. Um, so we were running around the Payton Center. Then when we had had dinner at the PNC Center. Where we broadcast from, they did have the game on for us. Oh, good. But but I didn't I didn't catch much on um, the Taylor Swift stuff. And then okay. when I got home for the second half, I got to tell you that the TV one baseball yeah. game. TV okay. one was baseball game. TV two was football game. Yeah, TV one had a better I thought better presence. TV two was filled with bad football. Bad football. Yeah. It was boring football, and, and and that was a great baseball game last night. Yeah. That was good drama. That was um, uh, that catch with the bases loaded last night with the for the Phillies with, with Acuna. Right, Acuna hit that to the wall. I believe so. Yeah, it was Acuna. I mean, that was that was a good baseball game last night. The home runs, the ball game. Remember that when the Cubs had. Uh, when the Cubs uh, decided not to pay him? Who are we talking about? Schwerber? No. Who are we talking about? Castellanos. Oh, Castellanos. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. That yeah. Castellanos, they was were a like, bad decision yeah, you know what? We, can't, we really can't afford the $60 million. Is he million. the first player in Major League Baseball history to go back-to-back playoff games with double with, dongs? Yes. In the postseason. Postseason, yeah. Playoff games. 
Yeah. Do you remember who did pay Castellanos inside the, the Cubs? Yeah. The Reds did. Just for a year, like, right? I mean, a year I think two. it was three. Was yeah, it? I think they yeah. trade. Didn't they end up trading? It was like three for $60 million. It was That's what I'm saying. It was only 60 It wasn't a lot of money, and he he was awkward. awesome for the he's Cubs. He's awkward. He, he's awkward, yeah. He's I want to have a conversation about that later. I like him. Don't get me wrong, but he's awkward. Okay, go ahead. I mean, so first of all, you. Well, you, I mean, are if you you're feeling... not interested, it's okay. But no, 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 no. no. I, I, first of all, I just the only to reason know. I'm interested is over the slap that happened. What over a year ago? Yes, and that was the talk of the universe for a week. So I want to know. T- t- first of all, Tyler, you 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 were an advocate of creating a Tay-Tay cam or a yeah, Tay-Tay well, channel. Yeah, the stream. Yeah. What, how, did you watch the game last? I know you were at the event last yeah, night. Yeah, so well. I only caught the second half for the are most you a part. Belie- are you a believer that they are truly dating? Yeah, I think they're dating. Okay. Mm-hmm. You feel good about that? Yeah. You seem very excited over like, and, and he's and the only guy who's doing was, stuff for Did that. you guys notice it was Meet the Friends now? Meet the Friends? She was in the the suite with uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife. They were hugging. Well, they they've been, shot up they've been in the suite together. They have, yes. Have they? they oh, were, yeah. yes. Now Wasn't the dad there? Yes, the dad, the was, dad there was there now. for the first time, I think, yeah. talking to Taylor. And now she's being more... Uh, didn't she do more of a public walkthrough as far as going to the suite? I don't know. Through the stadium I saw, like, it wasn't as much of a secret that she was there. And she waved to the crowd, too. Yeah, I was. It was such a boring game. Like and nothing. There was well, nothing. Yeah, the, nothing. They need drew help. Into that game. The Chiefs. The Chiefs need help. They do. If they want to win it all, I agree with you. For you know, listen. Division opponents sometimes, even if the, the opponents are bad on, you know, they're not very good. They know your tendencies. The players know the, the the guys across from them, so they can make it a little more difficult on you. But that looked like a disinterested Chiefs team last night. I told sure. you guys on Monday they need Velas Jones. You're right. You're right, Kevin. There's no question what? about that. What do they need for him the for? Vibes. Oh, by the way, can we speak about that too? Like the game, I'm, I wrote this down, and I have I've avoided this. There is no question that our good friend Matt Nagy was calling plays last night because if you were watching this game, there were t- two occasions when the Chiefs went for it on fourth down. Once they faked a punt, okay. Instead of faking the punt, they ran the tush push. From the punting position, with the punter, right? Or who? Well, no, who I ran think it. They brought the the tight end in, but the point is, is your regular center's not there. It's the long snapper. Think about that. You're going to run the tush push or the brotherly shove with a guy who's not your starting center. It's 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 your long snapper. Dave Tobe doesn't usually make a mistake like no. that. No. No, and he then there was a, come up with a better fake. There was another fourth down where they ran some sort of funky, you know option with, I think it was Kadarius Tony. but th- my point is, is you've got the best football on the football player on the planet and on two fourth down occasions, you decided not to allow him to have any part in the play. Right, like let him Shame execute on you. a play. Shame on you. Yes. Okay, back to you. Alright, give us your uh, your story about um, So like, she's, she's doing all these interviews now about how they've not been together. Like a lot of people just thought they were swingers the truth is, is they've been separated, Jada Pinkus Smith and um, Will Smith, for like m- many years, yeah. many years, and now How like. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't. I don't really care. Okay. But 
she's now saying that she was surprised that when Will Smith yelled at Chris Rock, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth, yeah. that she was surprised he even used the term wife because he has not even called her his wife for years because what, they've been separated for so long. What term do you think he should have used? Well, I don't know. They, he hasn't called her his wife. Well, they were just keeping up appearances. Yes. Just for what? Like, nobody cares. I don't know. I don't. It's weird. Sylvie clearly cares a lot. Well, I, but, like, does anybody out there buying a ticket to a movie, to a Will Smith movie? And I think he's been a fabulous movie star for some time. Like, do you care as a consumer that they're married or not married? Like, I don't understand I don't, no. what the what the motivation would be for living life this way. To each their own. But. I, I thought the weirdest part of everything that she has said over the last couple of days that I've read. Now, I, I am interested, Kevin. I have read these stories because I, didn't, I did not know it was this weird. I just thought they were just weird swingers. Um, but what I read was... The Chris, when Chris Rock made the initial, do you remember like years ago they first got into an argument? They were mad at each other because Chris Rock made a joke about her when he hosted like years ago at the Oscars. Yes. So it was he, a GI, wasn't it a yes, yes. GI Jane? No, when she boycotted. Okay. It was when they were boycotting the first Oscars and he's like, she's really boycotting the Oscars. Why would she be boycotting the Oscars? Okay. Something like something to that effect. He called her to apologize. And then they started talking. And then he ended up asking her out. Get out of here. Yes. And she said, Chris, I'm married. And he said to her, hey, I thought you guys are, are like open to this sort of stuff. And she, well, maybe that's that's. And what she means. had she had to shut him down. So this has been like an awkward relationship for many years, in more than just jokes. Right. I guess. Okay. I saw. She also said that Tupac was her her soulmate, her her true one and only. Yes, and she never acted on it. Right. Maybe he's still alive, and maybe oh, now gosh. she can act on it. Really. What shows are you watching? Like, seriously, what is on your television? Where are you getting all this stuff? What to watch for? You'll find out. All right. Uh, did you see this story? Uh, 49ers tight end George Kittle was fined $17,000 for wearing a T-shirt that said yes. F Dallas in blue lettering. Come on. And he lifted his shirt up after I think he scored one Touchdown, of the three yeah. touchdowns. How do you feel it? about that, Waddle? Should he be allowed? What is it against the, the, the uniform policy? I'm trying to figure out what they're calling it. Abusive, uh, for use of abusive language on the T-shirt. I'm trying to see what rule that he kind of broke. Um, listen, it, they didn't find him like 70 grand. They found find him 13,000. I don't, I wouldn't have cared either way. I mean, if the league wants to do it, I, I don't know. I mean, do you want to, like, were you and Mason pumping your fist when you saw that? No, I, did, I didn't know about it till midweek. When, well, you're when a dad it, of a young kid. My kids are all adults. They don't care. They use the word more than I use the word. So how do you feel as a father of two young boys? I'm okay with it. It didn't okay. say F you, uh, it didn't say the full word, did it? Was it yes. about to spell it? Oh, it did? I thought it just said F. 
No, 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 oh. no, no. Oh, okay. No. That's what I mean. Like, nobody's fining you a dollar for anything that says F Dallas. Oh, okay. I thought it said it F says, Dallas. It's the word, and oh, then there's okay. a star, okay. and then there's the, the, the name Dallas underneath it, the city. So how do you feel about it now? Okay. I guess so. You okay? guess so what? It's okay, or you're okay with the fine? I, I still think it's the fines over the top. $13,000? I, I know again, that's they're trying to, for they're trying to pro, Yeah, look, they're trying to promote their product. They're still hypocritical about a lot of stuff. There's no doubt. But. Like, you could say that F word all day on that football field to your opponent, to the officials. Listen, like... like and then the, you like show the, a shirt, and then it's 13 grand. Like the official said when his mic was on, I'm talking to America. So the T-shirt was talking to America. Did we did did we talk about the White Sox getting rid of a lot of their coaches? I know we we talked about a little the, bit of the it, hitting coach and, and and their first base coach, right? The uh, hitting coach uh, Jose Castro, first base coach Daryl Boston. The team said bullpen coach Kurt Hassler and assistant hitting coach Chris Johnson are being reassigned. But don't worry about it. You know, manager's still intact. Mm-hmm. Like he'll be on yeah. the top step. So. The hitting coach has taken it on the chin on the south side the last couple of years. It's crazy, isn't Manichino it? and now uh, this guy. Uh, a couple of updates on some football games coming your way on Sunday. Daniel Jones is out with a neck injury as they play the Bills. As I said earlier to Tom Thayer. Was it Tom Thayer? Um, no, it wasn't to Tom Thayer. It said it's someone else. But anyway, uh, Deshaun Watson will not be playing for the Browns. He has been ruled out. Uh, what else It was to Kazarian when we... Uh, Oh, when we point. tape. That's a good point. By the way, have you seen this story as well? That Jeff Bezos is, is the focus of a bizarre petition that people are urging him to buy and then eat the Mona Lisa? What? Yeah. It's a story. Why? Kevin sent it to me. And I thought it was really fascinating. Uh, many people scratching their heads over a peculiar request. A petition urging billionaire Amazon.com founder Jeff Bezos to purchase and eat the Mona Lisa. It's stupid. It is, isn't Cap, it? Isn't Cap's behind that because didn't Cap Cap's. think the Mona Lisa, he says, do better, Mona Lisa? <laughs> said, yeah, Mona Lisa, you're better than that. You're better be, than that? Yeah. By the way, we've got a quick Bears injury update. This is yeah. from Field Yates. Yeah. Bears have placed Khalil Herbert and EQ St. Brown on IR and have signed Nathan Peterman to the active 53-man oh, roster. I mean, what are they doing with, with, with the Nathan Peterman stuff? Good call on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, the Khalil Herbert. Yeah, he them. he seemed to be hinting at that. But what about um, well, the, the other the, part to that? With because uh, that's isn't there one more roster spot we'll now? Have one more roster spot. So you'd imagine that'll probably Kyler? be Kyler Gordon at this point. Yeah. Well, what are they doing with Peterman? What, what, I don't know. What's going on here with Peterman? I, I don't know. They better not feel, make him the backup either. I actually, to be honest with you, I feel bad for him. Like. Do you? I I mean, do you really feel bad without for the, without the Bears? He wouldn't have a job. Yeah, he's okay. considered what? one of the worst quarterbacks in like NFL history. Okay, but, listen, I've been on that yo-yo before. You should fellas. feel good no for Pete, but you should feel good for Peterman. Well, that's what I was just trying to say before you guys j- jumped me. Okay, is maybe I should feel good for uh, for him because statistically he is probably the worst quarterback with with that has tenure. And he, the, the very least, while they're making him active and not active, or they're on the team, off the team, at least they keep bringing him back and giving him a check. So I guess that, in, you know, in, in a strange way, he should be happy that they're treating him like that. Right? 
Is that, is that more along the lines of what you wanted to hear as you guys both got angry about that? No, I just wanted to he get should angry be, He should be happy. He should be. He should be paying them. Yeah. Yes, that's a good point, Tyler. All right, that's it. When we come back, I think we have a little Florida or Ohio, don't we, Tyler? Yes, we do. All right, that's next. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. Florida or Ohio is brought to you by our great friends and partners at 19 Crimes Wine. You can play by the rules or don't. Pick up a bottle of 19 Crimes Wine today. I had a bottle of the Red Blend on Wednesday. It was fantastic. Do you have the full bottle? Um, Almost. Yeah. Almost. Just about three quarters of it. How'd you feel? I felt good. Yeah. Uh, did, did you notice anything yesterday? No. Could you tell, like, that I had been... That you were hungover? No, I don't... You know me, and I drink a lot of water. Yeah. I don't think it's just water that keeps you from getting hungover. Like, staying hydrated is one thing, but... I think it's one of the most important things, getting rest, obviously. It is, but why are some people more prone at the out there. Maybe genetics, I, I, too. I always I work out, too, the day after and sweat well, it out. Congratulations. You're fantastic. Ooh. I'm just saying to you, there are I'm some people saying. that are more prone to hangovers than those that, that than others. Like, I've always been prone to getting bad hangovers. Because I don't think you drink enough water, truthfully. That is not true. I, I, guess I don't think you hydrate it. Well, you're wrong. I've you're known wrong you for how long this. now? I don't think I've really watched long. you. I've kept an eye on you. Yeah, no, that's not you true. You don't drink enough water. I have definitely consumed more water. I have three empty waters, uh, bottles of water on my desk right now. Tyler, does he drink enough water? Waddle not only drinks enough water, but encourages others to drink water. Yes. That's oh. like, he is always mm-hmm. handing out water bottles whenever I'm at his house. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When Tyler came by yesterday, before, uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Before we went up to Hallis Hall, Tyler came by. I made him, uh, my wife had made some uh, pasta and meatballs. I, I gave him a, a dish of pasta and meatballs and a nice wow. bottle of water. That's Five awesome. stars. Yeah, and then drove him up to Hallis Hall. Great to meet your dad yesterday, Tyler. Oh, a fantastic guy. He, yes. he loved meeting you guys. He said it was nice to put the voices finally to faces. I actually apologized to him. As I do to most people when I meet them for the first time. Sorry for, you know, taking your son down this deep, dark alley on a daily basis, four hours a day. Um, I hope he wasn't offended by me apologizing to him for that. But no, I, I just don't felt think it was, was. necessary. But he by the be... way, I want to know why some people are more more inclined to get hungover than others. I'm still wondering. People will know. That. I mean, you could all, you also have a Google tab on your uh, computer. Yeah, I'm busy. I'm busy right now. 
I think everybody right, what do we gets hungover, but it's just the way you handle it. People handle it better than others. Ah, uh, you seriously though, Kevin? Like I, I can drink. Like it's sleep I, and I'm hydration a, are my two guesses. No, I, and I get it, but like it's still like I still get hangovers. Like my boys, my guys. Like Nardo's never hungover. Phil's oh, never I think you were talking over. about your balls there for a second. My balls don't get hungover. You're never hungover. Like, a ton of people I know are never hungover, and I'm just jealous as all get out. All right, that's done. I'm done with it. I'm done with this conversation. Enough of it. When you said my boys. You know what? I'm hungover. I didn't know I'm what you were talking them. about. What? When you, were, when you said uh, my boys, I didn't know what you were talking oh, yeah. about. Hey, my boys. My boys are hungover. The boys downstairs. <laughs> yes, that's what I thought he was talking about. The about. boys watch. All right, man. I'm going to start drinking it for if you guys are all right. Yeah, of course. Always. Man arrested after police say he was on a porch with no pants and masturbating. Well, 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 well. Mr. Aki, once again, I apologize for forcing your son to you find articles like to this. Us. <laughs> Finding articles. No, because this is Tyler doing his job, okay? Tyler is doing his job and you doing his job well. You stunned me after that whole conversation. Yes. yes. Yeah, I am, and I'd like to take Nothing this opportunity. Nothing should stun you in Florida or Ohio. To once again apologize to your father for forcing you to find articles such as this. Like, what does your dad say when he yeah. hears you say? Say that again. What? Read that title again. Man arrested after police say he was on a porch with no pants and masturbating. Mr. Aki, how do you feel about your son actually being on a 50,000-watt radio station in the third largest city in the country reading that, that headline to a story? Proud as can Are be. you saying to yourself that that's like a that, Syracuse education yeah, right there? That, 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 that tuition the, money what, was worth it. What, what, that's the Newhouse uh, Journalism School right there? Mm-hmm. Yep, this yeah, is what they That's produce. the Animal House Journalism School right there. Yes, it uh, is. Someone, uh, someone in the Twitch chat, Winter Deluxe, says that's Lake Forest, Illinois, right there. That's T Waddle's house. <laughs> that's not. What? What? Wait a second. I may be outside <laughs> in a rocking chair, having drinks and throwing things at people, but my pants will be on, and there will be no self pleasure. Okay. This is. I think Yurko's done this uh, before on vacation. Um, I think this is yes. I think this is a porch in this Florida. Is yes. What? This is not, and I don't. I don't believe this is. It's it's proper weather in Ohio for maximum pleasure. So I'm going to go uh, Florida. I'm with you. I'm going to go Tampa. Like this is totally either Tampa or Destin, but definitely in Florida. I'll just go with Ohio then, just to go against the grain. What? Why? Just to go against the grain? Yeah, just be a contrarian. Where do you think? Uh, are you going you, college town well, here? You were back in Cincy uh, recently, weren't you? <laughs> I was last week. <laughs> You're right, Kevin. Might have I was right. You're right. I was hey, back at Cincinnati. It was on the Nard Dog's week. porch. Yeah, Nard Dog boys. lives in Jersey. I was at my brother's place. It took place in Zanesville, Ohio. Wow! wow. I actually spent Kevin. some time in Zanesville. Kevin for the win. Was it you? Wasn't Read me, me the was... story. Read me the story. Well, you want the whole thing? I All want. Right. I want to hear what's happening here. An Ohio man was arrested after police say he was caught on a porch with no pants masturbating. The Zanesville police say they received a report of a male subject who was on the victim's porch on Woodlawn Avenue on the, September 29th. Boy, the he pic- wasn't even on his own porch. No, no, no. no. Police say they recovered surveillance <laughs> video that identified Gary Johnson, 75, Gary, of Zanesville. Gary. They call him, his nickname's Dick, Dick Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. 
Um, on Tuesday, Zanesville police conducted a traffic stop on a vehicle Johnson was driving, and he was taken into custody. He is currently in the Zanesville City Jail. He was charged with aggravated trespass, public indecency, and voyeurism. Yeah. Oh, boy. Lock him up. Not pleasant. No. I, like... How old no. was he? 75. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Let that man live. <laughs> Like right? Do you do, do you feel do this you is feel a second time offender too? Do you feel differently about him because he's seventy five? Extra pervy. Yeah. Don't you? Wow. Yeah, I feel uncomfortable, Mister Aki. I am so sorry. <laughs> All right, coming up next. How do we transition to that? You We're don't gamble. You just, We're yeah, gonna right. money. <laughs> I think that guy was gambling, to be honest with you, not oh, getting caught. He lost. Yeah, he lost it all the second time. Uh, coming up next, uh, who does Doug Kazarian like this weekend? The NFL. There's a huge college football game. There's a few of them, including Caleb Williams coming to South Bend against the Irish. We'll uh, find out who Doug likes coming up next.